Hello and welcome to the EG Property Podcast with me, EG Editor Sam McClary. This episode is the last of four special EG Property Podcasts that take a look at the lessons learnt out of the forced changes we've all had to make during the coronavirus pandemic. Today I'm joined from experts from Wilmot Dixon, TFT, Taylor Wessing and JLL to talk about how real estate has put a real focus on engaging with and nurturing talent this year. In the following discussion, we talk about everything from whether the shift to delivering what's best for our people is real and lasting, to uncovering hidden talent during the pandemic, to dealing with difficult situations and developing team spirit. It's a conversation that could have gone on for much longer than it did, and a discussion that you'll see continue through EG's regular talent-focused EG Property podcast. But for now, grab that cuppa. Lace up your trainers for a little outdoor time with your favourite property podcast or do whatever else you like to do when you consume your regular EG Aural Treat and enjoy this final episode of EG's Tales of the Unexpected. This year has been a year that businesses have had to get close to their staff and they've had to do so while being remote. It's been a year where the slowdown in business and the economic turmoil, turmoil has meant that many businesses have also had to have really difficult conversations and slim down their headcounts. It's been a year where looking after your talent and getting best from them has never been more important. And this podcast is going to look, about, look at what we've learned about our people and importantly, what our people have taught us about how we operate our businesses. So you will have got used to the um, format of these wonderful Tales of the Unexpected podcast by now. And um, very shortly, I'm going to hand over to our four experts who are joining me today to, to introduce themselves and to answer our first question, which is, has this shift in focus to people and talent has it been real? Is it real? And importantly, will it last when we all go back to normal? So to start us off, I'm going to pass first, because she's first on my screen, to Chris. Chris, please introduce yourselves and, and let us know whether you think this shift of talent is real. Okay, thanks, Sam. Um, so I'm Chris Keats-Lewis. I'm HR and Operations Partner at TFT. Um, I think uh, I think this shift uh, is extremely real um, and it's vital uh, that it lasts uh, as well. Um, I think it's uh, it, it's crucial that we we focus on what is the centre of our business, uh, which is our talented people. Um, they're absolutely top of the list. Uh, supporting them, um, being flexible makes total sense. Um, what we've also seen is that aside from the, the technical strength, um, people's personal qualities and attributes have come out so strongly, uh, which has made a difference um, when we're going through these extreme times. Um, we found out a lot more about people's um, personal qualities, um, which normally um, are there perhaps in the background as opposed to the foreground. Um, so that's been, um, you know, that that's there. And now, now we know that's there. Um, people are much more um, aware of each other and aware of their teams. Um, and I think uh, um, the collaboration that's gone on um, much more widely um, between people has built lasting uh, relationships. And a notable thing is that geographical barriers have been removed and uh, people have built relationships, you know, between 
Bristol, Scotland, Manchester, and so on. You know, all all across the country, um, and uh, and full personalities who have really come into play. Um, so. Um, talent in, in its widest sense um, has really come through and looking forward uh, looking forward to next year and it continuing. I think that that's absolutely right isn't it that that um, talent has never been closer to us and the, that collaboration and the, the removal of those geographical barriers is, has been so so powerful so thanks so much for for that Chris we'll come back and discuss more of that um, throughout the podcast I'm I'm sure um, next, I'm going to pass over to, to Jennifer. Jennifer, please introduce yourself and um, let us know wh- whether you think the shift is real. Thanks so much. So um, I'm Jennifer Howells and I am Head of Talent Management at uh, JLL for the UK and Ireland. Um, it's an interesting one. I think that the shift has been, I don't think it's the shift has been a focus on a greater shift on on talent and the focus on talent and people. I think it's been, for, for me personally, it's been more about how do we ensure that people feel supported and included as we go through such a difficult year and that we maintain the focus and the opportunities where they're available for people to continue to develop, to to continue to build their professional competencies and skills. You know, we, we did a, a lot of work with uh, our apprentices and graduates who are going through professional development programs to redeploy them off of furlough where possible so that they can um, uh, continue to build that skill set. And so I, I think this year for us has been, or for me, has been about connecting with people. As um, Chris was saying there, connecting in a more human way and so communications with people and how we communicate with people has been ramped up and been so important. Fantastic thanks thanks Jennifer and I think that word human um, I don't think we use it enough in 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 real estate and actually when we talk about talent um, the fact that we're seeing the more human side of people and understanding, as as Chris said as well, more of those personal attributes and what that brings to business. That that has been has been really eye opening and 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 really really um, great to see during during this time. So thanks for that, Jennifer. Um, next, I'm going to pass over to Robin. Perfect. Thank you. Um, hi, I'm Robin Panrucker. I head up the talent development team at Taylor Wessing. Um, I think just to agree with both points. Um, both with Jennifer and what Chris was talking about. Um, It's definitely been, you know, people are the priority first and foremost. But I think what's been interesting with moving to a virtual setting, I completely agree with the fact that actually it has seemed to, you know, bring people together much more readily. Um, I think at the start of this year, we were all about, oh my gosh, tech, it's really scary. But actually what we've discovered is actually can bring people together. Thank you very much. Okay, so um, it's Kate Janssen, uh, the Director of Organisation and Development and Learning for Wilmot Dixon. Um, in terms of the question, uh, do we feel that there has been um, a shift in talent? Is it real and will it last? I mean, it is It is our, our people and the, the talent that we have in the business that has enabled us to weather the storm that we've been through over the last 12 months. Um, so it is only right that we put all of our energy and focus in uh, making sure that we bring to those people the decency and the opportunities that they need to enable them to both deal with what they've been dealing with on their home lives and at work, 
um, and also enable them to to grow and to strengthen. Okay. The the question that I want to throw out to everyone is, how have some of the hidden talents we might have have not seen within our businesses when we've been physically in in the office? Um, how have those hidden talents come out if they have um, during during um, the pandemic and 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 what have you done as businesses to to nurture those hid, hidden talents and I'm going to throw that one first to to Jennifer. I think in terms of hidden talents for me that has kind of two areas um, of topic I think that the the area that you're talking about in terms of um, perhaps there were new opportunities and skills needed um, in this environment as we as we work through and perhaps some of the focus on on topics which uh, interestingly at, at the start of the year people were maybe questioning how quickly organizations were going to be able to shift and um, adapt to the the new requirements you know of, of um, skills around sustainability or prop tech or, or whatever and what that really meant for us all um, has actually ramped up uh, this year in a much quicker way in the same way as uh, for people working remotely from home flexibly um, which is all kind of interlinked for, for me I think. Um, the other area was around um, how we some of those hidden skills or, or people or talent um, whilst working remotely and how do we make the most of it and make sure that we don't lose sight of it. Um, and so for us, what we've been doing, I think, ar around the, the skill set piece is really it's been an opportunity to come together as, a, as an organisation and start to be more specific about some of the skill sets that are needed. I think um, if I had asked anyone at the beginning of the year, you know, I felt um, challenging them around, you know, we talk about digitalization or sustainability. What does that actually look like in terms of the skills we're asking people to do? Now, we've continued to roll out um, training around, you know, um, net zero carbon and so on across the organization but from a practical technical skills requirement what does that mean and I don't think we've got 100% of the answer yet so I've certainly got meetings in the diary for the beginning of next year to to discuss exactly that um, but I think there is a definite shift more broadly for um, us as an organization or from what I'm seeing anyway on the the role of some of our professions such as the charter surveyor and so on uh, in a in a more technically savvy uh, and sustainable world what what does that look like and the, the focus on consultancy interpersonal skills account management being a real driver for us fantastic thanks jennifer chris is that something that, that you're seeing within tft as well i think um <clears throat> i think what's particularly um come through um is it, it is partly the more, the more personal side so there are people who've been really energized and massively creative um in this critical year um and when they've been faced with a situation where um the normal process is you go to site because there are things you need to see you know what are you going to do about that well, you could kind of get paralysed, you know, <clears throat> um, in the crisis, or you could start to think laterally, engage with your colleagues, collaborate with people inside and outside um, TFT, and look at how you can do things differently. 
And these kind of skills are needed <clears throat> really at any time. But in this year, um, they've come through, <clears throat> excuse me, so strongly. <clears throat> excuse me. And I think that's um, <clears throat> it's helped to respond to the range of different situations uh, that we have. I think another thing is that people have been very generous with their time um, and their knowledge sharing uh, to support colleagues, for example, um, graduates uh, coming through, um, <clears throat> which has generated um, the best APC success that we've had for years. Um, just fantastic. Um, <clears throat> so the human effect of uh, people on each other um, in terms of bringing out that, let's see how I can help you, our normal development process with graduates, where we have graduate days, where we're bringing everybody together in one location, just hasn't been possible. But people have stepped in um, to, to uh, bridge that uh, bridge that gap. Um, and what we've done as a business um, is to create a, a development package which people can access remotely, but uh, but complemented by um, sort of special working groups. Uh, which kind of create a sort of sharing dynamic, really. So that's not specific to one particular skill, um, but it's certainly um, a, a kind of um, a shift um, in terms of people just working together more and more um, for the greater good of each other, um, which also supports the business. I think that that's that's really interesting, isn't it? The the willingness of of people and I've sent I've certainly seen it to, to share and as, as you said to to give up time and and, and share knowledge like, like we never have before and I wonder if that is because you know it's because of the the way in which we're communicating now communicating like like this is has become so much easier and we're all so much more accessible and that is where we can really identify seek out uncover that that hidden talent Kate, um, can you tell us a little bit about um, how that how that's um, working uh, um, at Wilmot Dixon as, as well? Yeah, great. I mean, if we talk about hidden talents and, um, you know, at the, at the start of the pandemic when COVID hit, I think the, the talent that came to the surface was the ability of people to really think on their feet. Uh, so out in the sites and back in the office, they were struck with some significant changes in the way that they would have to deliver. Um, and they did so using initiative, using innovation, probably in a way that we haven't seen before because we were being forced to do things so differently. Um, and I think for us, it's really now grabbing hold of that, um, that real talent that came through and the ability to see at all levels across the business people coming forward with these fantastic ideas and challenging the way we do things. You know, we've we've been doing the same thing for many, many years. And this was a, really as hard as it was. It was equally a beautiful opportunity uh, for people to come to the fore with brand new ways of doing things that actually now we can look at and think we needed that. <laughs> that was a great way forward for us as a business. And we're going to make fundamental changes off the back of it in terms of how we deliver. Um, so, um, so that's probably something that we're really keen to harbour um, and make sure that we uh, 
we drive that forward in the business with uh, opportunities for innovation forums, eureka moments, you know, bringing people forward and giving them a real voice in the business to really challenge with a growth mindset the way they do things and the way we operate as a business. I think that's a, a brilliant outcome from from what's been a, a challenging year to sort of set, set yourself the challenge of of um, challenging the the norm and doing things doing things differently. And and I'm going to shortly come to Robin on, on that point. But first, I want to jump back to Jennifer because I, I know she wanted to um, wanted to add something to the to the conversation. Thanks. Um, um, I'm just going to talk about thing. I think it's really interesting. The um, what's all we mentioned there is that there are capabilities and skill sets that we've all seen as important. You know, interpersonal skills, caring about each other, reaching out, delegating, working together. How do we collaborate on, on work? Has always been important, but it's been such a, a brilliant opportunity, really, to to almost embed um, in my role it's been it's been wonderful to be able to use the current situation as a way of driving some culture change about why that's important and how it does take extra effort everything that we're talking about here is is over and above what we would ordinarily be doing um and i think that um that's going to be still important going forward and so the the need for why we are doing it and the benefits of it, as with um, some really brilliant examples there from Kate, I think are going to be important to maintain, ensure that it's maintained. And how do we, um, you know, as, as soon as people are back, you know, if people go back into the office, how they go back into office, how they return into those sort of safe working spaces and, and for what purpose so that we can, um, you know, some of the collaboration that was just been talking about working on projects, coming together to to come up with some great ideas and, and really drive change using office space and when we come together more proactively um, and deliberately than we've done in the past. Thanks, Jennifer. Robin, I'm hoping that you are you are with us. Um, and uh, I just want to throw that 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 question that we were talking about around sort of challenge challenging ourselves and and the changes that that we need to we need to make and we will make as a result of um, everything that we've learned through this unexpected year. Absolutely. I'm hoping I'm here with you. Um, absolutely. I think to Kate's point, actually, it was interesting to see that, you know, we've made <clears throat> some really dynamic changes just by using the situation to um, challenge ourselves, but be more creative in how we approach different things. So, for example, I look after all our learning programmes. So I've, we've, we've discovered actually by changing the way we approach stuff, um, rather than the you know two hour, three hour, four hour sessions to develop our talent, we've actually moved to more of a drop in, less formal sessions. How do we make sure we're giving our stars the, ta the, the kind of development time they need? I think um, what's been really interesting is actually people have just done done stuff. Um, so without without re really a huge amount of um, that approval process and definitely in my my world we've we've moved things much more quickly in terms of digital learning etc um but i think it's in you know the the virtual space is 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 really good to people to share ideas and i've learned that actually you know people are quite anonymous behind the screen and they're more willing to share ideas so i think that's definitely something that's been quite amazing to me because i always felt that the the virtual you know behind a screen is a bit strange but it has opened up those people who maybe weren't as open in, in sharing ideas have become much more vocal in this environment. 
Um, I, I think that's really key. And I think as well for us, we've, you know, we've got an LMS that we've been using for a couple of years and actually people are turning towards this space for their just-in-time learning. So we've definitely, me and my team have had to adapt the way we're working. You know, we talked about stars and the hidden talents. How do we then give our hidden talent and our stars the, the development opportunities that they need for just-in-time? So I think it's been a really interesting period. Um, yes, hugely challenging, but I do think it's something we can take forward just by merely adapting the way we're, we're you know, getting ideas um, put to us. And also, how do we nurture that talent without it being, you know, a formal development journey, for example, where it's actually much more agile in our in the approach that we all need to be doing. So I think it's been a fascinating um, time of, in a, in a very strange way, it's been fascinating, very exciting. Absolutely, and and I and I wonder as well if because we've we've been in this situation probably for longer than we all th thought um, we would, whether it's you know, it, it it really has stuck now because it's it has become normal. And whether when we go back to to um, potentially being physically to together, maybe not all of us like we like we were before, that we'll feel more comfortable learning in the way that we have learnt during during this year. Um, you know, appraising people in the way that we have um, this year, and really communicating with each other in a in a much more human, probably more relaxed way. I know I'm sat I'm sat here in my slippers. I don't know who else is, but um, but we're probably just a little bit more relaxed with each other. And I think that that realness always brings out the best in best in people. Um, now um. There I am talking about the best in people, but the best in a journalist always looks for the negative. So uh, I'm going I'm to turn the turn the conversation around to um, what has what has this year done that has actually been um, been more difficult when it comes to to talent in in our industry. We have of course had to see lots of people um, either be furloughed or um, sadly um, lose their lose their jobs through this. And I always think that for an industry that has become um, rightly focused on on people and wellness and mental health when it comes to having those difficult decisions this must make it so much so much harder um chris unfortunately i'm going to throw that question at you first thank you <laughs> thanks so much and um Yes, I think that um, that personal side, uh, I'm not in my slippers, but I am in my floral Doc Martins at the moment. Um, <laughs> I think uh, <clears throat> in terms of some of the, you know, the negatives, I mean, I think initially, um, first of all, people kind of went off and, and knew what the reality was. Um, a mixed bag of reactions, I would say, initially, um, including sort of unanticipated vulnerability in terms of uh, what had been almost a given in terms of job security, um, you know, your health and well-being. And, and all of a sudden, um, you know, the, the tables get turned and, and nothing seems completely certain. So I think people had to go through that, that kind of first stage. Um, furlough, which we did for some people, um, one or two felt that it was a sign that they were less critical to the firm. Um, again, these were kind of some initial reactions which changed quite quickly. Um, and people did feed that back and said, oh, sorry if I reacted kind of a bit negatively, but it was just it was just a shock. Um, 
so I think there were kind of uh, a mixed bag of things going on. But um, but gradually people moved from kind of coping with change to to, to managing um, with a, a new way of being uh, and then into really performing the socks off. Um, so, you know, quite quite a different time. We tried to um, help with some of these things by rotating furloughs, um, communicating very frequently in terms of what we were doing um, and the different ways that we would continue to deliver business and also making sure that we were really regularly updating people on what was happening in the business, um, the new positive things that were happening um, in terms of you know clients, jobs and so on. Um, so that there was a balance to the kind of negativity that was sort of seeping through every news communication from outside um, to, to give people a, a kind of positive perspective as well. I think we also set out at the beginning of the financial year, so um, beginning of April, uh, to look at what was needed, what would be kind of commensurate in terms of um, resource needed, given um, workload predictions and, and fee income predictions for the year ahead, which were being fed into by our clients, um, being decisive and, and open um, on any kind of negative change early. Um, and then as soon as we could, um, moving from that and refocusing um, everyone on investment in people development. So I think uh, um, it, it's been a, you know, it's a bit of a cliche about the journey, but um, it has been from beginning of March to uh, to where we are now. Uh, we also did um, a few um, staff surveys as well. And uh, we're going to be doing another one to see whether people's views have changed after now nine months of change and um, how they see the future as well. I'll be interested to, to see the outcome of yeah. that. Thank, thanks, Chris. Um, Kate, the same question to, to you. What do, what's been the, the biggest negative shot for, for talent um, this year um, across Walmart, Walmart Dixon? And, and how, have you, how have you dealt with that? Yeah, I, I think I'd look at it from two perspectives. I think from an industry perspective, the very fact that we had to put the brakes on and tread quite carefully for a while in terms of resource and, and new talent coming into the business. Uh, means that we really do need to energize uh, that in the industry going forwards. You know, we can't impact sort of the talent that's coming through the pipeline um, in the long term. So it's very much not taking just a short term view of the situation, but a far more long term succession view of talent um, and making sure that we keep our eye on new apprenticeships and new traineeships coming through and doing what we can to support those whilst obviously being very, very mindful of the other challenges that we have um, in the industry from the pandemic. Um, and then more locally for Wilmot Dixon, um, I think the big thing that we've learned, we've recently run a cross-business engagement survey, um, and there was some fascinating feedback actually, which really did tell us the one thing that people are looking for is very much on an individual level, getting the right balance. So for people um, out on the sites working really hard at the moment, they are really needing to make sure that they get the right balance. Um, and we are looking obviously at strategies for agile working to support them with that. 
Um, and equally for people that are working from home now that used to be out and enjoyed the networking and the social side of work, you know, some of those individuals have found home working massive challenge impacting their well-being. You know, some have even described it as being incredibly lonely all the way through to people that have absolutely loved it. Mm. So it's all about thinking about the individual, getting it right by getting the right balance in place. So that's what we're really focusing on. Fantastic. Thanks, Kate. Robin, same question to you. Perfect. Thank you. Um, I think to echo Chris that what's been really interesting, even with the negative, um, the negative impact of, of different things. So obviously with furlough and all that stuff, we've had to adapt to people's changing and working patterns. I think the resource point is quite an interesting one because obviously people have had to do more with less um, in a way. Um, but what has been interesting was actually the people development side of things has really come to the fore. So whilst there was a hunger before, there's even more of a hunger now um, for you know individual learning experiences, which I think is is excellent. Um, also, our engagement surveys, we, we put out quite a few engagement surveys and um, they've been really well received um, in terms of people filling them in. I think our respondent rate has been so high and I think the reason for that is that people have had wanted a voice in understanding you know their impact what can they do how can they be involved and etc and I guess with a lot of the, the dangerous surveys is that you can have them look at the data and do nothing with them but I think what's been really good with the surveys um, at Taylor Westing is that actually the action has been taken um, and we've been able to communicate that more widely. So we've done a lot of um, talking head videos, for example. So our managing partner would do those to the business and various other um, directors across the business and and it, um, the kind of business group directors as well. So I think what's been good, although there's been a bit of that, um, well, a lot of uncertainty, the, the fact that people are going out and, and doing these talking heads to be you know, even more visible um, has been really well received. Um, and that's been really, really helpful. So that just helps with the whole um, the, the different offices across the UK, so there's the four offices. So it's really bringing people together. And and I think um, the way the leadership have, have managed the change and the, the kind of shock for talent um, within the pandemic has been very open communications, very, you know, lots of, you know, email communication and that stuff. So really keeping people abreast of the situation and changes, um, which I think is super important in a world where you know the the only certain thing is uncertainty so i think um, all of those put together has been really really helpful to kind of negate that shock but i think what has been interesting is actually within the business we felt this as a whole industry as a collective market um and i think that in itself in a strange way has helped everyone gather together both clients um, and within the firm to kind of come together to make make something quite positive out of the, the last nine months or so. Thanks. Thanks, Robin. Jennifer, at JLL, how, how have you dealt with the, the sort of the, the less positive side of, um, um, of talent during this time? Yeah, I think I would probably echo a lot of what's been said already. We had a, a real focus on driving communications you know regular communications authentic communications you know be it videos be it regular um uh, webexes with everyone that was on furlough um each week um through to being quite honest 
um, which I think has already been mentioned by Kate, you know, in being as transparent as you can and then talking about and what are we going to do about it? And similarly, um, we've been running engagement surveys through this period as well. And we saw a real spike um, at the beginning uh, in March of engagement. And I think in terms of engagement scores, and I think that really represented the appreciation of that. You know, people wanted the connection, felt it and appreciated it. I think the downside um, uh, at the start was really how do we build a skill set quickly for around remote working for people? And we we looked at introducing, um, uh, you know, training sessions, uh, updates, hints and tips and, and opportunities to connect to really support people to do that. But that's not something, you know, uh, historically large um, swathes of the organisation ha have had to demonstrate. And I think that was probably a real struggle. And and if we think back to last year, um, people were more likely to feel that, you know, that sort of presenteeism, you know, if I'm seen in the office, you know, I can demonstrate my capability and, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll get recognised for that. Well, I think it's been really interesting this year um, and we've made a, a big effort to think around how do we pick the learnings from that and, and the advantages this year of everyone largely having to remote work um, get assessed for their performance you know fairly and robustly and, and what can we take from that going forward so that we will be working more flexibly going forward so let's let's not you know um go back to the way perhaps the perception was previously where uh, you have to be in the office let's make sure people take the time the effort and what data do we have and and what kind of information can we use to make sure that our unconscious biases might come to the fore I wonder if um, that too will help us on the on the DNI agenda. If we're not um, we're not so obsessed with presenteeism and and you know people thinking that to to succeed you need to go to you know we know they all they all still go on in our industry the the rugby game the the drinking session um, all those those things that do um, uh, exclude some people. I wonder if this will help us. Um, on that journey as well in that we will look to talent in in different places. I absolutely agree I think um, it's it's a risk and a real opportunity I think now that we're aware of the risk um, I think we can work to avoid it and you know I've had several conversations uh, with uh, people on our women in leadership program this year who you know were for, for personal reasons thinking that you know they they either shouldn't put themselves forward for more senior roles perhaps because they felt that um you know travel might be an issue for them internationally or within the UK and and, and those kind of um uh, questions that we often hear people holding themselves back from were actually very easy now to challenge them and, and get them thinking differently about that as as individuals you know well you've been you've been doing that job now and and your manager's been doing this job based out of Spain or you know managing you remotely do you really have to be based in those countries to do their job now and we've actually proved they don't so I think you know and then us as a business um working to ensure and challenge ourselves to think more broadly and 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 I mean at, at JLL we We've introduced in the last 18 months or so um, better 
I think data is so important. I think it's not the only thing. And we've talking, been talking a lot about human human side of things. So so talking about data seems it feels like a bit of an anathema to introduce this conversation. But I think that in order to challenge some of the 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 preconceptions or, or the easier ways of working that we've got ourselves into, we need that data um, in order to um, pick ourselves up um, and 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 shine a light on on areas that might not have been considered previously excellent Thank, thanks jennifer now i've got i've got um three um last big questions i want that i want to um put to, to everyone before we um finish up but before i get to to those just listening to to everything that you've been been saying it's made me think that the the sort of the the role of the of the talent manager um uh, has become so much much deeper and and so much um uh i guess there's uh, you know if there's been a lot more learning going on for talent managers as well as for for individuals and uh, it it feels to me and i know that we've certainly at eg been talking to hr and, and talent managers a lot more so they're sort of pushed into the the limelight more than they they might have been before and i wondered if uh, actually we think that that's um, a really positive thing for real estate for people to see how important um, having the right talent and um, you know looking after and nurturing your talent is and whether that will make this segment of of real estate a an even more attractive um, career to to go after um Robin I wonder if you have any thoughts on that yeah I think um absolutely I think we've got definitely more it's definitely raised awareness of the other sides of how to manage our talent and how to nurture talent. I think it's been useful to really get to grips with how we how we have those check-ins, how we really support people um, within this virtual world, because that's not going away anywhere soon. Um, I think within the, the real estate sector, I think it's such a, a dynamic space. Um, and, and I think what's been interesting is seeing how different opportunities of, of of being more creative in in potentially you know sharing ideas and um you know having those conversations has really come up so for example of maybe you know reviewing architectural models or plans etc um i think that the people development side we've we've as people have said previously we've kind of focused on the the kindness the the human element we've said that a lot and i think that's the really the key message that's coming out of this um situation um so it's just looking after people making sure we're developing people further nurturing talent um i think we're in a really nice space to to make um much more opportunities that maybe didn't exist at the beginning of the year excellent yeah uh, i'm always up for being nicer and kinder to, to people i think we need a lot more of more of that so I'm going to I'm going to throw to those last three questions uh, now. The first of which is what we think our individuals in in the sector um, will take away from this year in terms of their view of re of real estate. Uh, and I'm going to start that with Chris. Okay, thanks. I think um, I mean for me, uh, building consultancy has um, has always responded to the need for change. Um, we've been evolving what was to, to what is and what needs to be for, um, uh, I think, forever. Um, but I think I think one thing in particular, which I feel quite strongly, is that 
the way in which we've been able to respond to this impact of such proportions is a source of confidence for the future. If we can cope with what's happened this year, um, I think it, it bodes well for, for whatever the world has to has to chuck at us um, in the in, in the future. Um, we'll be better prepared um, as well. So I think um, I think there's so much that that's positive to take uh, to take forward in that. Um, I think that um, there's a wider mix of talent from different backgrounds, um, which is uh, creating new opportunities uh, coming into the built estate, um, particularly sustainability. Um, I think we still need to engage strongly with undergraduates and and would-be undergraduates as well uh, to inspire talent which is not yet in the property world um, with all the possibility that is within it for them. Fantastic thanks Chris uh, yeah what what doesn't break us makes us stronger is is what I got from yeah. from that. <laughs> thanks and um, same question to to you Kate what do you think um, individual will take away individuals will take away from this year? Yeah, I think I think the coming together um, and the strength of coming together and the resilience that teams that have come together has demonstrated uh, the strength of teams that have been not just within the business, but also the teams that we've created with our supply chain and customers in how we've come together to handle the crisis and get through it together. Um, so really the resilience, the strength and the decency that people have shown to one another through that uh, through that period of time, I think that's something we absolutely want for the industry to carry forwards. So uh, and, and equally echo uh, what Chris has already said about that real strength of talent um, and the pipeline that's coming through into the industry and for them to see the opportunities that are available and really opening that pool up where we haven't seen um, you know, perhaps those opportunities and people coming through before. Absolutely. Maybe it's the the turning point for the reputation of the of the industry. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the the opposite of that, I suppose, to to Robin and then Jennifer, which is what have corporates, what have businesses learnt from from their people during this year? Robin, to you first. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> I think similar similarly, really. I think what we've we've learned is. The collaboration is is hugely important, um, and as Kate was saying, it's like coming the coming together of people has been really really fascinating. Not that it wasn't there before, but I think people have actually wanted to be more involved with each other um, because we've all missed the human interaction. Um, and I think that's that's definitely a big big takeaway um, for us. And I and you know we we've always, we've also seen how resilient our people are. Um, you know, we talked at the beginning of this, you know, you know, you've had to flex and, and chain, respond to the change that is all around us. Um, and I think it's just the pure support of each other. I think that's what's been a massive takeaway for us. Um, you know, just just making sure we're all supporting each other, whatever the situation, whether you're on furlough or not, whether you, you know, people are very understanding when there are personal issues and all that, all that. Um, stuff as well and I think you know we you, you get a we sorry you get a definite insight in, into the window of someone's life and actually actually physically seeing where they're based in their office and it's it's made things you know we we were able to then collaborate and, and communicate in a very different way so a lot of stuff is a bit more informal maybe than it used to be um, and I you know that's something that I think has been 
huge turning point in making sure we are we are allowing everyone to you know just give, give their ideas as well that comes to the point that we were talking about before and I think you know that's a huge you know so collaboration and resilience has just been incredible um and it's usually satisfying for everybody I'm sure that's that's a great phrase the collaboration of resilience I like that I'm going to steal it <laughs> <laughs> Um, Jennifer, Jennifer, same question to to you. What have what have corporates learned? What have businesses, excuse me, uh, learnt from from their people? Yeah, definitely. I'd echo what Robin was saying there around um, the the resilience and creativity, and and I think um, this whole sense of we we talked about it before we we moved into this year. You know, bring your whole self to work. But I think that the um, we've we've really seen in the same way as being able to work flexibly from home remotely has driven um, huge amounts of culture change really really quickly um whether individuals wanted it or not but certainly organizational organizations had um i think perhaps struggled to drive as much change as they wanted to more broadly particularly across large corporates where it's really down to individual often managers or locations as to, to how much these these kinds of ways of working are embedded. And I think for us, we've we've really started thinking about how how we are going to work together going forward and, and what does the workplace of the future, you know, look like for everyone. And and that the um, there's a huge opportunity there to to be creative. We've, we've you know, employees have and, and teams have demonstrated that during the pandemic um, and and have shown great resilience and and it the, the real shift to towards caring for one another really caring and I I can't remember who I was listening to recently that was talking about it you know you you can't have a team unless you genuinely care for each other and and I think people have been able to do that in a much more open and honest way and and it being okay to say I'm not okay today you know it, it it's not a it's not a sign of failure um and it has built built deeper and more long-lasting relationships i think um and connections across uh, broad sections of the the organization um in networks that weren't naturally there in previously necessarily um I, you know i've had people in my team who who joined as i'm sure most people on the call have you know are during the pandemic <laughs> and have had to build those connections um deeply and quickly um in a way that they they wouldn't have had to need to before i think if if we can take away from this that we've that we've learned how to understand each other then then we've done um pretty pretty well because that is a a phenomenal trait to to have to be able to put the time and effort into understanding each other um so uh you will have realized that um usually at the end of these these podcasts this number four of four um are these tales of the unexpected i always turn to our our experts to to leave us on a happy note to give us a a happily ever after and i'd love to know everyone's happily ever after for for people in in property in a post-pandemic world if that's not too many peas and i'm going to start with chris then head to robin then kate and then jennifer so chris over to you for your happily ever after okay i think um i think in terms of uh, what has come across and been such a source of pride is is seeing how brilliantly everyone has responded to this um, in the business and showing that 
um, we can trust them completely with, our, with the future. Fantastic. Thank you. Pride and trust. I like that. Robin. So I think for me, the, the creativity side of this um, really comes out, just finding how we do things in a more creative way and really continuing that forward, as well as the collaboration, which feeds into that. And just as we say, you know, just communicating more with each other. I think that's something that we lost um, and it took something like this to bring us all back together. So I'm taking co creativity, collaboration and communication away. I love a C word, Robin. So thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> Kate, to you next. Yeah, I, I think it's just incredibly important now that we have the silver lining ahead of us um, and we can see a way forward. Let's let's leave the uncertainty of, of 2020 behind, focus on a, on a positive future that lies ahead. Uh, but most importantly, let's take all of that great learning with us. And last but by no means least, Jennifer, happily ever after. There are there are opportunities, as with every every crisis that have come out of this. And I think if we can uh, continue to build on those and embed those, that culture change and shift that we've seen towards more flexible working, uh, different uses of of coming together as teams, but of offices and spaces um, in a really powerful way. And that we, we're thereby creating more, you know, more opportunity for for our talent in the future. There's some great and really interesting uh, specialisms and, and areas of expertise coming through, and and I, I think we should take advantage of that. And uh, and I think there's a really great future ahead for all of us if we do. Fantastic! What an excellent place to end. A great future ahead for all all of us. I couldn't agree more. There is a new year just around the corner, and and while you know there are bound to be bumps along the way, if we if we hold on to everything that we've learned about about each other and and how we operate, then um, you know as as Chris mentioned earlier on, you know if we can get through this, we can we can get through anything, especially if if we work together on it. So. Thank you so much, uh, Chris, Kate, Robin and Jennifer for joining us on this Tales of the Unexpected and taking a, a look at in, into um, talent and how we've how we've learned from it and, and nurtured it during the pandemic. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the EG Property Podcast. We hope you found the content insightful and helpful. If you'd like more of the same and to keep up with all the latest news, views, analysis and research that the EG Group has to provide, be sure to sign up to all of our property podcasts and subscribe to Radius Data Exchange for unlimited access to all of our content and comprehensive commercial real estate data. Music